0: Welcome to the very first Spiritual Coaches Changing Humanity podcast, and I am just so excited to venture off on this new branch of this podcast, and I'm thrilled to have with me today, Lubna Samara. What an amazing and inspiring woman she is. Welcome, Lubna. So happy to have
1: you here. Hi, Cheryl. Hi. So lovely to be here. It's really nice to be talking to you. I know we have so much in common. Oh, we have so much in
0: common, and I I look forward to getting to know you even better still through this podcast. So let me just, before we dive in to spiritual intelligence, which is such a juicy topic, and you're an expert in that, uh, let me just introduce you to our audience. Lubna is the founder of Higher Will provides corporate spiritual development programs, and has more than 25 years experience in leadership and spiritual coaching and healing. She started her working life as a mathematician in the petroleum industry, later moving into investment banking, and has a BSc in mathematics and an MBA in finance. While working in banking, she spontaneously started seeing energy fields and experienced what can only be called a spiritual awakening. Eventually, putting her banking career behind her, she spent years immersed in spiritual practices like meditation, Tai Chi healing, reading voraciously, and gaining a deeper understanding into the power of the super conscious mind. Awarded Best Leadership and Spiritual Coaching Company in 2021 in Greater London by SME Awards. Such an honor to have you here, Lubna. And so uh, this spiritual awakening that you had where you spontaneously started seeing energy fields, was there anything that preceded that?
1: You know, it's one of those things that's really hard to say exactly when it started you know but i would say um i was always interested in the esoteric after i finished my math degree i started reading a book called the i ching which many believe is a precursor to taoism it's a book that's of wisdom and it's believed to be over 5000 years old and um i just loved it i mean when i started reading it i couldn't understand anything i just kept reading it over and over and um, i've always been interested in in the esoteric and At some point, I tried to go to meditation classes um, and I couldn't kind of really gel with with the kind of transcendental meditations. I I, I was maybe just a bit contrary, but I, and then I just forgot about it. I got, you know, involved in my banking career. One day I just kind of saw these blobs down my front and I was like, oh, you know, it's just strange. And I said to a friend of mine who was kind of into the woo-woo things, you know, what are these things? And she said to me, these are chakras. And I'd never heard of the word at that time. And she gave me a book to read. And then I kind of forgot all about it um, for a year or so. And then, um, at, then I, I think in between, I'd, I'd start, I went to a counselor for, um, to, I'd realized I'd had some issues that I needed to clear up. So I went to a counselor for for um, for therapy, and then that kind of came to a stop. And then one day again, I spontaneously started seeing energy fields, and um, I saw some blockages. I was shown the blockages in my energy fields, the dynamics I had been working with, and I was told it's really good to understand what is going on with you, um, you know, with your dynamics and the childhood things, but if you don't clear these things from your energy fields, you're going to really struggle to transcend the dynamics. It's when we release something through our hearts and we let it go that we really release the dynamic and we transcend it. I mean, nowadays, you know, a lot of people talk about the law of attraction and I guess this is, you know, is, you know, at, that, you know at that point, I'd never heard of the law of attraction, but I suppose that's what this was about. So eventually, um, I kind of started doing two hours of tai chi every morning and um, i'd found a tai chi teacher near me he looked a bit like yoda (laughs) he was amazing (laughs) and i loved it i was like oh wow you know if it can do this for them i'm gonna do it so i just started doing two hours of tai chi every morning and then i developed my own meditation which i was doing about two hours every evening and then one day you know when i started doing that someone said to me you know energy is really strong you should do healing and of course, you know, I don't like my first thought was, oh, you know, I, I don't do that. I'm a mathematician, you know. And then I thought, oh, God, you know, I hate having such a closed mind. You know, I'm open minded. <laughs> so I thought, OK, I'd better go for healing. So I did. I, I went for um, healing. And by the third session, I remember walking out thinking, wow, you know, we use five to seven percent of our minds and this is some of the rest. And it wasn't so much what I could pick up about other people as what they could pick up about me, peculiarities that I saw in my energy fields. You know, my chakras went straight. At the time, I just kind of thought when I saw them. And at the time, I just thought, oh, nothing in nature is straight. It's supposed to be guilty. (laughs) I didn't realize that's not supposed, that's not the way at that point. But other people picked up exactly, you know, the peculiarities in my energy fields. And I was like, wow, this is really amazing. And um, so that really got me very interested in, in um, you know, I, I realized that we have a mind beyond what we see. And it also it's incredible order, as you know, being a healer, the energy fields are highly ordered. I mean, there's nothing about spirituality that is really random. It's so well ordered. Um that I, 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 just, I just kind of, plus also the emotions that come with it, the, the, the feelings of something so much larger than myself and any of us that has such an extreme intelligence, so much love, such a, it's a love that you can't even begin, to, I cannot begin to describe it because I'm aware I'm so limited compared to it, and also that it has such an intense humility. Um, so, I just kind of got completely enamored I ended up I was I left banking completely at that point and I realized this is my calling and I left really to heal myself as well um and I was also kind of told at that time I will be doing you know helping others later so that's how I it's a very long answer to your question
0: (laughs) well it's 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 a very profound story. It's a very profound story and the fact that you can see the energy fields and I can see the chakras and I, I see where the blockages are and I see where it's flowing, where the energy is flowing freely. I don't see them as the lotus flowers with the lotus petals that you see in pictures. It's not the way I see them. I did not have this sort of spontaneous awakening in that way i've done a number of trainings and developed the skills so you know so i i do teach that and it's interesting how the blockages that are in the chakras are in the energetic field it's it's one in the same you would you yeah. would you agree totally yeah and totally.
1: It's, it's it's very strong synchronicity there
0: yeah so i i didn't maybe we could exchange readings one day that would be a lot of fun to I'd do like, i would love it
1: i need it <laughs> And so let's get
0: on to then spiritual intelligence. So you've started to sort of um, tap into that. Can you give us your own definition first off of what spiritual intelligence is?
1: Well, uh, okay, first of all, I'm going to define spirituality because I think this is a huge stumbling block for part of the, you know, in the English language, the word spirituality can mean several different things so it can mean religion, it can mean um, kind of new age, kind of a bit hippie, you know, that a lot of people don't identify with, Um, but when we talk about spirituality, we're talking about a secular spirituality, and in that I would say first and foremost it's living in alignment with our conscience, Um, trying to live in alignment, at least having a strong intent to do that, it's about wanting to gain higher wisdom, to have a better field of vision about life and how to navigate it with, with integrity, living in line with our compassion and, and expressing our kindness more freely and in a way that we really feel aligned to us. Because we're often kind of, we block a lot of that. Not, we don't bring enough awareness to that. Um, it's about improving our potential, helping other people. It's about our own growth. And what we give back to the people around us, it's about our own growth and what we give back to the people around us, I suppose. It's our sentience and increasing our own capacity to love. And spiritual intelligence to me, I would say, is driving towards all of these things, having an intention to, you know, to get to that. And, you know, very commonly, I mean, people now, in in the late nineties, emotional intelligence became a thing and, you know, It's now become accepted that we talk about not just the cognitive intelligence but the emotional intelligence where we develop emotional resilience and we develop our empathy and the importance of that but we actually have four intelligences we have the physical intelligence the emotional the mental and the spiritual and if you think of the physical intelligence as the one where where athletes just feel intuitively very connected to their body and they kind of know what to eat. We know, They know when something's wrong or they know how to move. And you know, they say that athletes make the worst coaches because this, everything comes naturally to them. And then, so that's the, the, the physical intelligence. Then we've got the emotional intelligence, which is, um, I think it was Daniel Goleman in the nine, 1995 wrote a book and he created the EQ, the emotional quotients. And then it got picked up a bit more by the corporates at that point because they could measure it um and of course we have the cognitive intelligence which we've had for a hundred years but I think in 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 2012 we were talking about 2012 earlier but in 2012 um Dana Zohar and um, Cindy Wigglesworth came up with this concept of the spiritual intelligence and Cindy Wigglesworth actually put it into a quotient so this the concept started becoming more accepted and um spiritual intelligence is being slowly gaining traction for the last 10 years now and to my mind spiritual intelligence I'm very respectful of all intelligence but this one to my mind is the master intelligence because when we um when we develop that this faculty which everyone can it's a choice it's not you know if it's a choice you can you can pay more attention to develop it that's it Um, when we do develop it we raise our awareness. We start seeing our blockages, our pain in perspective. Um, it helps people through depression. It helps people to transcend their own what we see our own limitations, because you see the bigger picture. You can see the map better. That's one aspect of it. The other aspect is when we develop our spiritual intelligence, we develop our intuition. We become a lot more intuitive. We we start learning how to. Um, what you know how, how to perceive better i mean um I, i'm sure when you teach spirituality like when i do it's you 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 work with the five perceptions that the, the we, we develop our perception so we become a lot more intuitive we have a lot better understanding of our own body what you need to eat what you shouldn't be eating i mean like when i started on this journey i suddenly started feeling that i shouldn't really be eating gluten um, or, or wheat I stopped buying wheat in my flat I eat it outside but um, but I knew then that it kind of felt right to not eat it anymore some, as, as a small thing I mean that was a long time before it became popular to be gluten-free but we, I think we become a lot more um, sensitive so, so it raises your physical intelligence and when we raise our intuition we become a lot better connected to our own hearts what Um, our stumbling blocks are how to deal with people better how to set our boundaries so it raises your emotional intelligence and when we deal when we strengthen our um, spiritual intelligence we start um, really stimulating our higher mind the part of our minds that are not really being used a lot and um, so that brings our um, creativity much more into play it helps us to focus better It helps us to communicate, so it even raises the IQ. So for me, this is a kind of master intelligence that has a knock-on effect on all intelligences.
0: And I, I love that, the master intelligence, spiritual intelligence. And so if we disregard one of the other intelligences, say the emotional intelligence, we might be in pursuit of spirituality, of higher awakening and that sort of thing. And we're disregarding all our emotions. It can make it very difficult to uh, to move into that. And yet, at the same time, through spiritual pursuit, through uh, emphasizing and, like you said, just making a choice, it can help heighten and bring into our lives more our and develop the emotional intelligence. And I think it goes for all of them: the physical. Um, the mind, everything. And like you said, it even can raise IQ. So I agree with you wholeheartedly. I have uh, myself tuned into uh, what I call, what I just say, energetic intelligence. And so understanding, and that's something that you practice. And I I think it falls under the umbrella as part of spiritual intelligence, because everything is made of energy, everything. And so that also goes into the intuition uh, part and understanding and sensing energy. Uh, do you want to speak on that specifically, please, being a healer and all the work that you do?
1: Sensing energy to can you can you just
0: energetic intelligence i think is a part of spiritual intelligence like learning more about energy or experiencing energy at a higher level you know when we're not awake yet when we're not awake we
1: don't sense energy so absolutely absolutely i um this is actually an area i really like a lot um Forbes said that it takes seven seconds, just seven seconds for us to make a first impression. Now, we know that um, 70 to 80% of communication is nonverbal, but seven seconds is actually faster than we can even, than it would take us to make a judgment based on nonverbal communication. So I say, what is it? What is it that we're um we're we're making that kind of judgment on are we all really really biased or, or are we all really really perceptive so um i take the view that we're all very perceptive and if we think of you know i mean we work with as healers we work with several fields like the first one around the body is the etheric field which we know our science can photograph using Kirlian photography. And this was developed, shamefully, it was developed in 1939. And none of the other fields have been, not, there's been nothing more, no more work done to develop this faculty to a higher level to be able to photograph the more subtle fields. But the curlian photography, um, we can show, I mean, there's been so much research done on that. It, I, I mean, I don't know if it's possible to screen share. I can... Um, show you in fact because i'm giving a talk on this on tuesday yes all right you co-host you can screen share i've never had anybody screen share let's see okay so here it is so this is (laughs) i'm actually talking about this (laughs) um so this is the energy fields that we see i mean this is just from wikipedia and Mystics and healers have seen this for millennia. This is a, a, a broad brush. I mean, it, it differs from person to person, the number of bands and, the, um, and what we call them. But this, just this first um, layer, the etheric field, which carries our anxiety and calmness, um, this is um, research that was done by UCLA. They got a man under stress by giving him a lot of questions he couldn't possibly answer and photographed his finger. And you can, and you know, we can see here that the energy is really shrunken. And then they gave him a couple of um, drinks and told him some jokes, and then photographed the same finger again. And you can see how detailed it was, how expansive his energy field is. And we have this in our language. We, we use this in our language all the time. You're glowing. You're, you're, um, you're radiant. You're sparkling. Or you're, you know, you look down. You look crashed, You know. And we use this in our language all the time without really being aware of it. And often, you know, um, I love what um, Pierre de Chardin said, who was a theologian and philosopher in the last century. He said, we're not human beings having spiritual experience. We are all spiritual beings, in essence, having a human experience. And I think the more sometimes it's just a question of bringing awareness to that. It's not even developing anything very much. It's just getting people more and more aware of what they are, you know, and, and how much they perceive without noticing. And so, uh,
0: yes, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. And to have had this knowledge and this awareness, you know, scientifically for all this time, and, and like you say, not developing it further. And so what would be your strongest tips? to our audience, if you, you know, if you were to say that someone says, I want to be more spiritual, I know I am meant to do something great spiritually, and, and I, uh, I want to help the world more, what would be what would your advice be
1: for them? Um, well, first of all, I think everybody is spiritual, you know, so I, I, I would say to them, don't be more spiritual, just be more aware of your spirituality. Um, but also I think, you see, it depends, because I I kind of had a radical change in my career. I left a a very supposedly good job to do, you know, and I've had people come to me saying, you know, I'm going to leave my work. I want to do what you did. You know, I want to go to Peru and help with it. (laughs) And I'm like, no, 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 don't go. (laughs) Don't go there yet. (laughs) We generally, we can resolve the problem at work. And I take the view that corporates have an obligation to take care of their people. And our spirituality is fundamental to us. So the corporates and corporates are made up of human beings. So if somebody comes to me and says, I want to be more spiritual, I would tell them work on, you know, I would tell them maybe do more meditation is key, obviously as probably for you as well as for me. And if, if you resonate with any other energetic work like Tai Chi, um, like yoga that's great some people just find it walking in nature that's great i meditate running on a treadmill you don't need to sit down and meditate i i, I, I <clears throat> provided the the speed is constant and i'm not you know if i if i change the speed i can just go flying you know that doesn't really work for me but if the speed is constant i can meditate on a treadmill um, after a while i would say listen to lots of different types of meditation on youtube there are a lot of really good ones because there are a lot of healers meditations there. And I find them different from the ones you get on, um, on um, like calm and, um, you know, on on, on the, on the apps, you know, they're slightly different types of um, meditations with the healers. I think we work with a, with, with a very powerful source of light and energy and, the healers' meditation, in my view, is, are a little bit different. And um, so that, so I would say, listen to lots of different types of meditations until you find some that resonate for you. You know, It's not all just on the apps. There are a lot on YouTube that are amazingly, really, really good ones. Um, I mean, I often, I mean, I have my own on my website, which I put for free. But I also, um, some, I often ask, you know, tell my clients, you know, Um, especially ones who resonate better with male voices there are um, um, people called the honest guys who do really good meditations. that's all they do and they do very powerful meditations in my opinion so these are things but I would say the most important thing even you know as much as important as meditations is, is really to draw awareness to you we, we start by taking responsibility for ourselves. This is where it starts. This is where we change from being a, um, a child, really, into being an adult. A child doesn't need to take responsibility for themselves. But as an adult, it, we tend to think it's natural for us to react in a certain way because other people were abusive or other people were mean. and you know. But it's not. I mean, as an adult, and when we start really our spiritual journey, is when we kind of say well hang on a second everybody else has a right to be as abusive as they want to be and I kind of got to that point when I I really started thinking what is it I want from all of this and what I thought was of beings like Buddha and like Jesus who didn't take anything who didn't seem to take anything personally and not only did they you know were they able to be to not take personally, you know, the abuse they were heard at, but they were even able to be kind back to their abusers, and I thought that is true freedom. That is that is spirituality to be so to be so um, emotionally free of people who are abusing you, and you're even able to be kind back to them. And so I would say that is really to. I often bring awareness, you know, if something is really triggering me and bothering me, I would kind of meditate on that. I would kind of say, OK, well, it's triggering me because the blockage is in me. If I was really clear, it wouldn't trigger me. So that is one of the first things I do is I pay attention to what triggers me. I try not always successfully not to re- not to react. <laughs> I, I, I like to think I, I respond, but it you know, doesn't work all the time. <laughs> And uh, but I do pay attention to it and I try and work with that. And I realize that I use these triggers to point me back to where my injuries are and what needs still healing in me. So that is how I look at it. And And for me, that is that kind of it's a process I call conscious questioning. I would say this is if you really want to develop your spirituality. A little humility to accept that you have all these problems and then to have the desire to and 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 to the awareness to keep to look for them and to work with them and use meditation and whatever other energetic means you're using to work on these areas
0: yes absolutely conscious questioning and really you're using your emotional intelligence and to me that is that's the the energy flowing in my own healing modality that's what what we work with because the the emotions the energy of the emotions gets stuck in the subconscious it's stuck in the chakras it's stuck in the field because we weren't able to complete it and so through these patterns that we develop and somebody hurts us then like you say we can take responsibility and and using conscious questioning so we can go inward and find what that is and heal it and allow ourselves to feel it and move that energy again And so, uh, yes, using all of these for the spiritual with, you know, the umbrella of spiritual intelligence, because we can feel things in our bodies as well. Uh, your explanation makes me think of my ex-husband was, I, I was married for 13 years. He was an abusive alcoholic and it just got worse as the years went on. And I, you know, I had two beautiful children with him. So saw him occasionally, and then they grew up. And at my daughter's wedding, years later, I hadn't seen him for a long time. And I saw him. And I just started crying. Because he was clearly unwell, so unwell. And all I had left for him was love. There was nothing else. And I realized in that moment, that when we truly love someone else, it never goes away. And how many of us try and battle that? No, they're treated me badly. I don't love them. I hate them, you know, that sort of thing. And what you're speaking to is the emotional freedom that we, we no longer have any of that. And it's possible. Do, does love always uh, remain? I don't know, for me, in that situation, it did. And, and just had nothing but compassion for the other and so that we can treat them kindly. And that's true healing. I agree.
1: Very well, thank nice. you for sharing that.
0: <laughs> well, I, I think it's, uh, it's, I just think it's a very good example. I share that story occasionally because I'm so grateful that that actually happened. What if I never saw him again? And I didn't experience that. So now if I think of him, I can just hold him in my heart with love and hope that maybe one day he becomes well and um, and that sort of thing. Well, it has been, abs- I-, I could listen to you all day, Lubna. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I hope to have you on again, actually, because you speak on many topics that uh, you've really become an expert in. You know, I, I'm so inspired by you. And so thank you so much for, for joining me here today. May I ask you, if what would your final words be today, based on our conversation, if, if you could give the best words of advice to our audience?
1: I would say, um, remember you are an essence spiritual, you are your light, and never lose sight of that, because when we lose sight of that, and we lose hope, that we go into, um, we go into difficulties. So always come back to your light, you are the love that you experience, it's not somebody else who's making you experience that love, you are that light, so just stick to that.
0: Wonderful. I I am just, I'm really inspired, love our connection. And so for the audience, we are going to put in the show notes, Lubna's website, all your social media links everything if you want to get a hold of Lubna. And Lubna does have free meditations on her website. So thank you so much for your time. I really
1: thank you. I really enjoyed talking to you. I mean, your questions are really so insightful and inspiring. You know, you you, you draw the best out of well, me, for instance. (laughs) And and I've heard your other podcasts. It's you're, you're such a great interviewer. Thank you. Oh, thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Lubna. So that is another, that's our episode of Spiritual Coaches Changing Humanity. And this woman, Lubna Samara, really is doing her work in changing humanity. Thank you so much for listening.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Sharon.